Blog Talk Radio. Welcome in to Loretta McNary Live Presents Wednesdays with Ian Nas. He is our guru when it comes to fashion and public relations and how timely is the public relations um, conversation. So everybody, welcome to Loretta McNary Live. Hello, hello. We have a family house today, the little one. grandbaby, yes. (laughs) Yes. So he is joining Yay. the show with us today. You know we start them early, girl. You know we have to start them early. <laughs> yes. So yes. He is in the That's studio early. learning about true. branding. <laughs> His name yeah. is Tyler Chandler, and he yeah. is nine months old, and we're going to do a brand for him. I'm sure it's going to be a fashion line. And and it's going to include baby books. I'm serious. When I first laid eyes on him nine weeks ago, I'm like, I have got to do a series of baby books for him. Oh, good, good, good. I like it. I like it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I was like, everybody knows your That's credentials good. and your experience. 
experience. You're so amazing at what you do. One of the top public relations agencies in the country, Glasshouse Communications and Fashion on the Square. You are an icon. You are legendary. And I admire your work so much, and we are definitely going to have to sit down together and talk about the Loretta McNary branding. But in the interim, we're going to talk about, you know, branding and what does that mean and, you know, does everyone who has a business has a brand. So to kind of get things started, uh, we do um, have questions already, and we're going to encourage everyone to use the social media to contact us during this show. Um, Facebook, Edna does a really awesome job at doing the Twitter thing while she's on the show. So if you're listening, you mm-hmm. can tweet, tweet her. You can go to Facebook and, and all that good stuff. So I'm going to turn it over to her. Well, I, I actually, I think it was one of the, our very first conversations a few months ago we were talking about. We talked lightly about branding, but it's one of those words that is kind of thrown around. People talk about it, but do they really understand what it is? And I'm only going to touch lightly. This whole branding thing is a is beyond just a, a name, what you do. It really extends to a lifestyle. And if you can really embrace the lifestyle of your brand, that kind of kind of gets things. The first thing I kind of wanted to share and really get to share with you how the social media piece works. I don't know if sometimes we don't understand that although Facebook and Twitter, LinkedIn, all other social media mediums, they are good, but we don't control them. So mm-hmm. if something were to happen, if there were to be a blackout or systems went down, whatever content is pretty much gone, lost, not backed up on our system. It belongs to someone else. They pretty control it. And if you notice, even with Facebook and some other social media, we are being forced to look at ads that we never signed up for. We're forced to see news feeds that come up before our own friends or family. So that kind of control that someone else has when it comes to when we're really putting a whole time, energy, and whatever whatever else it may be into media. So I am really encouraging individuals to make sure whatever branding that you're doing on the social media site, go back to your website. The challenge with that is your website has to be kind of as interactive because we're, we're, we're speed. It's like speed dating. We're speeding here, speeding there, and we're not really, we don't have a lot of time. We just want to get it and go, get it and go. So when you have these really fast movements with Twitter, oh, my God, with Twitter can almost tweaking sometimes. If when <laughs> individuals go back to your website and it's this kind of boring, not interactive, they're clicking from page to page, not being, there's not really much, they're going to go back to the site. They're going to go back to social media. So really understanding how interactive is your site. Now, compare. We don't want to compare. We we have kind of, we're not trying to compete, but you control your website. You control the content. You control the traffic. You pretty much can engage that consumer, that potential client, whomever you're trying to attract, and really control their thought processes because you also control what they see and when they see it, as opposed to can you imagine going through it? I just see people I'm just scrolling and scrolling and scrolling through it. You know, they sit on their phones and they scroll 
the Facebook timelines and the news feeds and the, the tweets. And it's like it can be so over-consuming, you're not really getting anything. So my right. first real, the one real thing I wanted to share is to make sure that your site is as extensive or as interactive as some of the social media sites that you're 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 posted on. That can be, and then there are those who actually don't have a website, and they use page to for for that to be their website. Well, that can be pretty too, as you know, because again, you have no control over over that site. So that's one of the. And we love social media. Trust me, we are we love social media. It has worked. But how interactive is your site? And that's part of brand management. And we kind of mm-hmm. use that, we throw that word around brand management. It's, it's mm-hmm. really managing brand, and it, it, it's kind of, it takes a lot. It's really something to think about. Right, For because sure. even when you're using social media, that's part of managing your brand. And I'm so glad that we're starting with the social media thing because, of course, you know, we can back and take up the entire conversation, but I do have some other questions. So, what about people mm-hmm. who just totally use social media for branding? And like you said earlier, because we have no control over those sites, it's so important. It's almost critical to make sure that your website, um, and, and I'm not good at doing that, driving people from my social media sites to my website. So I'm taking notes, and I'm de- definitely going to do that. And another thing you mentioned that I think is just so critical is making sure your website is Engaging is getting them to click mm-hmm. on things, to participate in polls or questions, or maybe they can win a contest. And you want people to want to come to your site. You want them excited. You want them to just say, you know what, I can't wait to get to that website because there's no telling what's mm-hmm. going to be there today and what's in it for me kind of thing. So how do you get people to really understand the value of getting people to to, to engage in your website instead of just clicking through pages and reading what you're about? I think one of the things that I mentioned a couple minutes ago, if you understand the value of having control over your messaging and you understand, if you don't understand, let's get an understanding, and understand how critical it is that if you're buying a whole lot of ads, if you because we do, you're able to buy ads on, on Facebook and, and other sites, if you're spending money there to drive traffic, because that's another we promote, if you click here, you can buy $10 a day, more people see your page and all of that. Those kind of dollars, again, are not controlled. Are the people really paying? You really don't know. You're depending mm-hmm. on someone else to give you information about your own page, about your own traffic. About Now, one of the things that I do like about, um, well, a lot of things I like about Facebook, but, and I know I keep saying Facebook, I think that or people see it more and they understand it more, they do have the graph and reporting where you're able to see your peaks and your lows and how many saw your page and all of that. Again, you don't have any control over that. So a lot of people might say, well, I can't afford it. I don't have that kind of money to put into a website to have all of this back and all of these things happening. I say use the third party back end. For instance, we're not asking individuals to stream videos or content on the website. You can have it linked to, like, YouTube or Vimeo, those types of things. You don't have to worry about the bandwidth. Maybe 10 years ago, you had to really have it on 
but you don't you don't have to drive them somewhere out and but drive them back so you don't have to worry about really having the bandwidth monitor. Yeah, when you talk about corporations, yes, all of their stuff because they have their own channel. You can have your own YouTube channel, Vimeo channel, all of that. Now you even have Google Hangouts can do videos and, and, and hangout groups and have interaction. So many third, second and third party avenues that are free that you can use from your website, but you're, you're still in control. But when you really depend on that all you have is YouTube. All you have is a bunch of links, and you don't have a website. Really allowing someone else to kind of control that conversation. It, and it's really, I will everything comes down to money. A lot of things do, but because we have such new technology, there is a way still, and, and I'll just give a shout-out to Wix, X.com. Most people know brand is not new, but it's free website where you can build your own site, that's pretty much it, but it's free. And there are some pretty amazing websites that come out of Wix. It's x.com. And that's you wouldn't so even know. But, yeah, but, but they are genius. If you go to the bottom of every single website that was designed for their platform, they have an ad. That you cannot yeah. control. But do you blame? Yeah, do you blame the tweet? So they, they really, <laughs> they're honing a lot of that market make sure that people know this is a Wix site, this is a Wix site. So it's really it's really the individual understanding more of the control of their image, their brand, the management, as opposed to trying to figure out how to do it. If you understand the importance of it, you find a way to get it done for the most part. And I, I wanted to a lot of examples, but I wanted to just share one particular example, and I won't I won't name the company, but I, as we know, I'm preparing for Fashion on the Square. Got to give a shout out to Fashion on the Square now. Oh yeah, it is the ninth, <laughs> and you know I'm going to be on you, right? I'm, I'm going to be I'm going to continue you to see, make sure you're coming, make sure yes. you're here. It's, it's going to be August 18th, and it's going to be at the Intercontinental Hotel. So someone said, well. Ian, wait, it's Fashion on the Square. You started nine years ago on your new square, but it's been at the Intercontinental Hotel for the past three years, but you still call it Fashion on the Square. And you're absolutely right. Why is that? People know and they remember the name. It's, mm-hmm. it's a name that I tripped. It's a name that I secured. I am literally mm-hmm. three or four down from Union Square <laughs> at the Intercontinental <laughs> Hotel. Absolutely was not going to change the name. So it still has been able to, but companies and corporations desired that broad, oh, it's not outdoors? Oh, well, think about it. Oh, it's not on Union Square? Oh, we'll think about it. So they have challenged the fact that we have gone from this outdoor free event to this indoor. The Continental Hotel, which is one of the number one hotels uh, around, I have to say the branding of it, I have not lost that, the excitement. I haven't lost the potential designers that still want to be on the runway. And for, by the way, we're honoring Colleen Quinn, who's a couture designer in San Francisco, and also we are super-duper excited to have B. Michael back. And I Right. People saw his segment on extra, 
last night. But if you didn't see, you can go to my my social any of my social media and find a clip to his extra. He did an amazing piece on his Macy's ready to wear line. Those kind of things you have to make a decision. So I had a decision. I was not going to change the name. It was already a brand. There were some companies that, well, we don't know because it's not like Union Square, but I still have been able to make a very, a very good following. And we're super excited about the show. So what was your thought process, Ianad, on doing that? Because I can see where other business owners and CEOs will have to come to that fork in the road to grow. Sometimes you have to leave out a part of the vision, but it does not negate your excellence and your whole culture and your mission. It's just that you move the site. So during your thought process, was it always, I know this is good, You didn't. did you ever think that maybe, you know, I'm, I have more to lose than to gain? And how did you come up with the final decision? I did. I did think I had more to lose because Union Square is epic and it's internationally known. The foot track during the <laughs> summer exceeds 10,000 people a day. And so can you imagine when we were out there, we had the individuals, the, the hundreds and hundreds of people who knew about it. Can you imagine when those who didn't know who were from Tokyo, China, Australia, who were visiting, and then they saw this going on, and we were able to capture their attention. So when I think about that, absolutely, what am I going to lose? What people am I not going to be able to have anymore? But then I said, okay, if I were to reach out to a couture designer who has these amazing pieces, can you really experience them outdoors? They're not close. Folks are not seated close by. They're pretty far away. They, you, you can't really nothing close to see the crystals or see the embroidery or see the fabric. So when I saw yeah. that, I said I'm attracting a different caliber of designer. I am potentially attracting a different caliber of crowd and audience. So when I meet the two, I pretty much, it, it flows from there. And almost one year, Loretta, one year, a number of people showed up Square, you know, I'm still looking for the show, and I heard about it, and I meant to have this big sign that said Intercontinental, come down, and we came out of time. So those individuals that went to Union Square, thank you, thank you, thank you, support, but they know now we're indoors. I just had a conversation this morning with someone who thought I was still on, and I thought, okay, we're through you there. However, I will say, Loretta, there. Nothing like having it outdoors. So we're going to have our 10th annual next year, and we uh-huh. may have to go back on the square. We we may have to just, you know, kind of do that because <laughs> I'm telling you, it's nothing like that outdoor experience, the sun, the family, but it's really, really good. So I did make that decision. It was it was easier when I thought of level that we were taking FOX to, the acronym for fashion on the square called FOX. Uh-huh. So, you know, it, it was pretty interesting. But, you know, also one of the things, and, and right before you ask me your next question, because I don't want to forget this one thing, and I just think kind of interesting with Twitter, and then I said, oh, this works. So you know how some of the companies, all the companies have their their Twitter account. Well, uh-huh. there was a company I was interested in being a part of the show. And this is going back to 
So I put out, now you can do a direct message to someone and don't have it blocked, or you can just include them in your tweet and it will show up in their, <clears throat> excuse me, in their feed. So I reached out and I tweeted a particular company and I said, wow, it would be great to have you as a part of Fashion Square. Now, that's all I said, right? Now, mm-hmm. for individuals who are either following me or following that company, they were paying attention to if they were going to respond. And sure enough, now this is an international company. Sure enough, I would say within 24 hours, I got a response to the tweet, and it said, we have passed on your request to our PR department. <laughs> and I said, they know value of brand. They were not going to leave me out there just with this. Loretta, that they they did their due diligence. I they went to the website. I think they did some background, and then they wanted everybody to know that they passed it on to their PR company. <laughs> now, everybody wants have I heard from them yet? Kind of. <laughs> I kind of heard. I ended up I ended up getting a LinkedIn request from some from this company. And then I, of course, I accepted, and we kind of been, kind of been having a conversation. But that's just, that just goes to shit. If you have a great product or are building a product, and you want to attract the attention of a potential sponsor, a potential uh, celebrity, kind of put it out there. And uh, and I, on that note, I'll put it there that I am hoping that Gabrielle Union is listening. Right now, <laughs> because <laughs> someone in her family, yeah, Gabrielle yeah, Union has been invited to Fashion on the Square to be part of the experience on on emceeing or whatever. And I will to her credit that her PR person and her team responded last year pretty pretty promptly and said there was a scheduling conflict. Scheduling conflict. Mm-hmm. So for those okay. who know Miss Union, she was uh, in right here in the Bay Area. So there's a connection there. So I'm putting out into the universe that I would love to have Carol Union again if she doesn't have any any conflicts with uh, Mr. Wade or anyone else that she can come on over <laughs> and be a part of us. Yeah, definitely. Awesome. That is so cool. And so I want to ask you, because we've been talking a lot about using social media, and you've given some awesome examples of how you and your brand have used it. So is there any kind of way, what can the Luda brand, what can, I mean, can an association, can one um, tweet, can somebody posting their personal stuff on their business Facebook page, are those some things that can dilute a brand, or is that possible? They they absolutely can, and I'm glad you used that word dilute because they absolutely can. And I will say with the number of individuals who've had bad experiences that I've heard about on some of these social media sites, I have to beg the question and have you put out. Now, if you've put out nothing and you've been great, then they're just some folks. But I have to say that in the years I've been on Facebook, Indy, and I've shared this before, I think, 95% of everything that I do is related to a client 
or a project that I'm doing. Very rarely, if you see a post outside of that, it's about my family, my dog. So yeah. you very rarely, if you were to scroll through my online, it's the client, it's the project, it's an event, or my brothers, my mom, my granny, my dog, my cousin. It isn't, you know what, I was going to post something that was going to be a little, I think I'm still doing it. It's something kind of a question. So it'll be the first time I've done this. So I'm a little, a little apprehensive. So right, <laughs> what has been put out there, it does dilute a brand. And I've gotten business, good business, through my postings on, on social media. I have. I've gotten clients. And it has been – I want to have fun with it, Loretta. I do. But you have to make – and so I made the choice. I can't have fun with it. I would love to make some comments on the stuff I see. But it's like this is last house. I know. Is it, is the, is it worth the risk? Yeah. And I think about that, too. Yeah. Because a lot of people, Loretta, you didn't comment on this, or you didn't comment on that, and you don't comment on this. And I say, you know what, um, I choose not to, and that, that's my choice. I'm not going to let somebody, because they say, well, you're in the media, and you're not going to say, I'm not going to let you force me, force my hand. I pick and choose my own battles. I do. But you know what? Prior to probably five or six years ago, I would have tried to be all over the place trying to appease people because they thought they wanted my opinion. But you only want my Mm -hmm. opinion so that you can find a reason to be negative or to say something. So you're not really valuing what I say. You just want me to take a stand Mm -hmm. and see if it. Um, aligns with yours. So I, I now know to pick my own battles, and I will not let people um, push me into commenting on something I don't personally feel I need to to um, comment on. And so um, so that's why I so, that's good. You, know, you have to keep to your topic, and I know a lot of people probably listening to this, and, of course, we heard about the Paula Dean thing, and I've yet to make a comment, and I'm still not making a comment on it, other than as it relates to branding, even though, you know, some people have their own opinions about it, when you are a public figure, when more than just your family, your neighbors know your name, you have to be very careful about what you say, even in your personal circle. And that's all I'm going to say about that. <laughs> yeah, and, and you had a historical moment this morning with the Supreme Court ruling mm-hmm. um, around Section 8. And, again, it's, it's, and it's all over, you know, Facebook, Twitter, folks are talking about it, and that's good, and they should. They should engage in all of that. It's, we have, you and I have our own businesses. We are growing brand businesses. We don't have the luxury of having our whatever personal opinion publicly out there. Now, you and I will have a conversation. We, you're my sister friend. We'll, we'll get on the phone. We'll talk about it. But to put it out there, and that's the part that is always a compromise. It's always a compromise, you know, kind of where where do you stand with that? And I'll never forget, and I don't know if she's listening, but it's my sister friend, Anne-Marie, and we grew up together at church. And Anne-Marie told me one day about 10 years ago, she said the one thing that irritated her most about me and about our friendship that when she talks and she's sharing and she's kind of <clears throat> saying different things, and also my sister friend, uh, another sister friend, said the same thing. She says, even my response is always, hmm, and it irritates them. <laughs> I just say, hmm, and I want you to say something, Ian, not something, and I, hmm, 
<laughs> because people can sometimes hold on to those words, and I want mm-hmm. I just to have their own experience. But in my heart of hearts and in my soul of soul, I really opinion. I really do have something to say. But you know, I don't. I just I'm just very careful with. So to the Anne Marie's and to all the people I absolutely love and do feel something, but I kind of, yeah. mm, you know, <laughs> just, and that's not always fun. Yeah, I do the same thing. People, and, and, yeah, go ahead. They, they, can't, they can't figure out where you stand. They want a pulse. They want a pulse. They have to, what are you thinking? What are you, and I, all I can do is look out. So if if you see how I live, you see the places I go, the people I'm with, that kind of speaks for itself. I really don't have to say anything. And, again, off the radio, Loretta, as you know, when I'm off the fashion circuit or whatever, it's still a brand. So, God forbid, you're you know, out there just rampant or something, it's not going to look good. So that 24-7 management is, is true. It's 24-7. It is 24-7. And if you have a business, and if, if, like I said, if somebody other than your family and your neighbors and your church members know your name, then you are a brand. You know, whether you are right. just actively pursuing branding, building, or you're just, you know, letting things happen as they may, people are still judging you. They're still waiting on you. They're mm-hmm. still watching everything you do and say. So um, that was yeah. one of the questions. Do you really have a brand? Yeah, do you really have one? I don't know. And it is not for me to say or anything to say whether an individual does or not. All we do know is if in the business, if you are public figure, you are given a service, if you are in a business, then it's really about the brand that people are going to receive. And what is that? Is it an image? Is it a name? Is it an experience? Is it something that you said? Is it a motto? One of the things that I re- I'm consistent when I'm doing my postings, I keep saying it's a lifestyle, and I'll just put that. It's a lifestyle because it really kind of is. So you make that choice. Now, if I ever decide I'm done with it, I'm done. I don't want it anymore. Then I can kind of do my thing. But as long as I'm a service and I absolutely love what I do, that's enough thing that I, a slogan that I, I love what I do. It's a blessing. It really, I love what I do, so it's easy for me to do it. But as long as you're doing that whole thing, when you talk about shows, reality shows, you better think twice because you are, a, you're gonna, now even though some of the reality individuals turn their lives around after the show, if you want to hear about the new life, uh-uh, people are hanging on to what they did on the show. <laughs> We don't want to hear that you change your life for last. Yeah, we don't believe you. We don't believe you. You're you're something else, and we don't believe you. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. So we we it, it's a continued conversation. We can certainly continue this, and and, and I'm, we, I want to apologize for anyone who logged in last because Loretta and I were were having technical difficulties. So we, oh, you're so we, kind. We're so kind. Listen to her. Actually, Loretta had the technical difficulties. Ian and I was ready to roll. So, uh, again, I do apologize. And she's so awesome, isn't she? Look, look at her always working, always protecting her clients, sister friends. So, um, and it's just one of those things. So the conversation, I think, um, 
just had to wait for whatever reasons. And I'm glad that she made herself available uh, Wednesday because I was almost afraid to ask because I know she's super, super busy. So much going on with all her clients. It's actually on the square in a couple of months. So we just are so excited that you are um, staying with us, Ianot, even in spite of your busy, extremely busy schedule. So, And I always yeah. learn so much. Now, I'm very um, thankful. It, it helps us. It helps me. I enjoy it. I, I enjoy enjoy our conversations, and I know we have to talk more in between these times. We'll we will be better, but <laughs> until then, we're going to make it happen each third Wednesday here on Loretta McNary Live presents Wednesdays with Ian Not Burrell. We thank all our listeners. We thank those who um, share our archived messages because we talk about timely things, and it's always timely to talk about branding. So it never gets old. It never gets dull, and you can always apply it and to your own life. And like Ian Not says, it becomes a lifestyle. So we will talk to you guys. Any last words, Ian Not, on branding or where they can find you? Okay, I guess we are going to just call this show completed today. I'm so excited. Thanks, everybody, so much for listening to Loretta McNary Live presents Wednesdays with Ian Nazarell. Have an enjoyable day, and as always, think positive, dream big, help someone along the way, and we'll talk to you very soon. Bye-bye.